Hello, and welcome to Marriage Unchained, the art of one flesh, where saving marriages, saving families, and saving souls is the flavor of the day. Now, let's join our host and author of Marriage Unchained, Catholic Alpha Radical, Jerry Jacobs Jr. Welcome to Catholic Alpha Radical Live, where I help you fix your Catholic marriage. I've coached and helped hundreds of men in their marriages, and now I want to help you. Call 313 Radical now. That's area code 313 Radical. And ask me anything on tough marital issues, such as what to do when she's asked for divorce. What to do when you have a mutual agreement of separation, but you didn't want it. What to do when your wife is cold and distant. What to do when your wife is having an affair. What to do when your marriage is bad, boring, lukewarm, and passionless. What to do when you engage in a mental embrace less than once a month. What to do when you sleep in separate bedrooms. What to do when she has left the home with or without the children. What to do when you're divorced but didn't want it. Call 313-RADICAL. That's area code 313-723-4225. That's area code 313-723-4225. Again, call 313-RADICAL right now for answers to intimacy problems, communication problems, prayer and spiritual warfare problems, authentic masculinity problems, a.k.a. how to man up. So sit back, relax, take a chill pill, and get ready to rock. But don't duck. Can you feel it? Catholic Alpha Radical coming at you now. Hello, I'm Jerry Jacobs Jr., and welcome to Catholic Alpha Radical Live, the Save My Catholic Marriage Minute. As you can tell, I must be completely, totally exhausted because my voice is almost is very uh, gone, almost gone today. It started leaving me yesterday, um, but I'm gonna. This is Friday. It's the last day, so if you work with me and uh, and forgive my uh, horrid voice, I will try my best to use my singing voice, my abdomen, to get the words out, <laughs> and we can try and make this together. I guess. I just have a a serious, serious cold, um, and that's what's going on. So hopefully by Monday, I'll be better. So let's do this, okay? The show's not going to be that long today. Um, I do would like at least one call, um, you know, to keep up with the trend, but um, I still would like as many calls as possible. So let's rock this, okay? So the Save My Catholic Marriage Minute is basically for you. If your marriage has no emotional closeness, uh, your wife is asked for divorce or separation. Uh, you live in the same home, but you are separated in the separate bedrooms. Uh, your marriage is boring. It's mediocre, lackluster. Um, it has no passion. Uh, and you engage in the marital embrace less than weekly or more severe, less than a month. Or you are divorced but didn't want it. Okay. In this 64th episode, uh, we talk about clue number 26, and it's a good one. Um, I just wrote the script this morning for it, and I really, I really, really want you guys to really try to um, understand this one because it's a big one, okay? So getting that cue 
Okay, I've helped hundreds of men. Uh, give me a chance to help you. Um, and let's 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 rock this today. Okay, we got we're not gonna be out here long, but it's not about quality. What is it? It's not about qu- quantity. It's about quality. So call three one three radical. That's three one three seven two three four two two five. So the quote of the day, quote, no one sins against love without hurting himself, end quote. Archbishop Fulton J. Sheen, book three to get married. I've helped hundreds of men in their marriages. Allow me to help you in yours. Get live Catholic marriage help Monday through Friday. 10 a.m. Eastern for some resolution to your marriage confusion. All right, all right. So we are in our Save Our Catholic Marriage Minute. So, hey, what, I'm going to ask you, what are the behaviors of a troubled wife? What is the problem? You know, moreover, what are the clues that your wife gives you over the years, the decades, uh, over the months, hey, weeks, um, that she is unhappy, unsatisfied, unfulfilled? She's emotionally emotionally confused and doesn't know what's uh, where she's going, what's going on. What are those clues? How can you nip this in the bud? And the more important question is, do you know, um, do you even care? Are you so distracted that you don't even really care and notice things? Those of you listening who think our wife will never leave, we're in a dream world. A lot of us are in good marriages. We are in mediocre marriages. We think that that's, that's good enough. And so as men, we start trying to do, we don't pay attention and we get comfortable, or as I like to say, too comfortable, then that is when Satan opens up, it opens up the door to the demonic and allows Satan to enter our realm, Okay. And if right now the answer to this question, are you and your wife as emotionally close as you could be, is no or I'm not sure, you've already entered the wife's exit strategy zone where your wife considering or has considered what to do about the lack of emotional closeness in your marriage. Remember, emotional closeness is number one for women. It is. They say they don't, they don't want to divorce. They say they love God. They say they love their children. But when they want to divorce, they don't care about any of that, and they don't care about you either. What they will do is that's their mission. They've thought about it for two or three years, and that's what they're going to do. And their pride, even though you become a man of God, become holy, is you got to keep that persistence up so that she will see that you're just not pretending anymore. Because she's already, she's already has her plans, and you changing interrupts those plans, right? Once the closest is gone, she will start telling herself, this is not what I signed up for. Then comes the question, can I be happier with my husband or happier without him? If the answer is I can be happier, sadly, she will start planning to leave. For this reason, the clues of this series are so valuable. And look, uh, I'm, we're on today's 26. We're almost done. Probably another week or two at the most. Um, but hey, these clues are so, so important. And if, um, 
I want you to really understand what we're trying to accomplish here. You know, basically, I'm going to take these clues, and I'm. this is how important what I'm going, oh, this is how important I think this is for you. I'm going to take these clues, and I'm going to take this script, and I'm going to create a little booklet, a little book, that so that in, in that it'd be my basically my first book. Um, and the rest how important this is. You know, I'm compiling all of these. I'm gonna get it published, and it'll be for sale. And that's that's how important this is. That if you listen and you read it and you pay attention, these clues will help you. Now they're not gonna solve your problem all by themselves, but what they will do is help you to understand. Uh, what is going on and give you a leg up on most men. Okay. So that being said, if you make the rookie mistake and think she is being emotional or I'll take care of this later, you'll find that later never comes and your wife and family have exited stage left because I know from experience that no one teaches us how to build a great, loving, passionate, and exciting marriage for decades. And that's true. Just talked to my my man last night in our group session, and we all agreed. You know, nobody teaches us this stuff, and it's really not fair. It's really not fair. It really happened in the Reformation when the Protestants broke off from the Catholic Church because then the faith became very diluted. It became very diluted. When I say diluted, it was like water, like a drink at a bar. They put water in it so that the, the so it goes further. Well, in this case, what it did was it went generations, the faith went generations and generations and generations of incompleteness. And so this is why you have over 30,000 denominations right now. And that's why men, we don't get taught stuff. Women don't get taught stuff. This is why we can't communicate properly, why we can't get along, why there's no God anywhere. Okay. So in my effort to help you, I present to you the clues that if noticed or better yet removed from your marriage will help you rekindle it and save you and your family from much pain and agony. This is what I want from you. Clues. My wife wants a divorce. Clue number 25. We will hit it right after this. If you're getting value from this podcast and would like more personal marriage help, visit SaveMyCatholicMarriage.com for an opportunity to work with me personally for free. Yes, within 30 days, learn how to become a better husband that attracts your wife back to you. Visit SaveMyCatholicMarriage.com and get a plan tailored specific to your marriage and situation. I've helped hundreds of men in their marriages. Allow me the chance to help you using my personal and gained experience. Visit SaveMyCatholicMarriage.com for superior coaching for your marriage. Again, SaveMyCatholicMarriage.com. That's SaveMyCatholicMarriage.com to become the man God created you to be and the husband your wife needs. Lastly, I always get the question, why don't you help women? And I always answer them, I do. So, for all of you beloved wives out there that want to reignite that feeling of emotional closeness and complete love from your hubby, consider marriage coaching and visit SaveMyCatholicMarriage.com for an improved marriage within 30 days. All right, all right, brothers. We are back. We are back. I'm sitting here taking these hauls, lemon and honey. 
some Tylenol, and I still sound groggy. Drinking some coffee, trying to get the warmness to go through my throat. It ain't happening. It ain't working. I guess I just need some rest, huh? Is that what you think, too? Yeah, I agree. <laughs> so we are here, but we are here. So we're going to go through clue number 26 today. But as usual, I am going to suffer. I'm going to, uh, no, uh, I'm going to torture you with reading all the clues so far in this this voice that I have. I will try to do it fast as not to torture you that bad. But we've got to know the previous clues so we can learn from the current clue. All right. So what are the clues that your wife may want to divorce? Put it all together, gentlemen. Put it all together. And ladies, you listen too, so that you know that instead of doing these clues and you abusing the clues, you sit down and you talk to your husband and you have a conversation with him of how you and him can fix this debacle. Believe it or not, man, even when you're a woman and you are hurt, if you allow your, when your husband knows it, he will try his best. You ask him to go get help. I talked to a lady the other day. Her husband, she wanted to, you know, she want, you know, her husband wants to make love to her and she don't because she don't feel close to him, you know? And I told her, you know, you really are not supposed to do that. You really, you really not, a, a husband is not supposed to deny his wife the mental embrace. A wife is not supposed to deny her husband the marital embrace when he or she reasonably asks for it, which means I'm not sick. Um, and the reason why is because God wants as many souls and um, saints back with him. And when we do things like contraception, which is when we decide not to make love to each other, we are contracepting. Do not get it twisted. We are contracepting. We are on birth control. It's called abstinence, okay? Continence. You know, you cannot do that. The reason why is because you have to give the chance for that soul to be come together with the egg and the sperm so that we can create a human person because that is God's ultimate plan. So this is why, and I told her, I said, now that's the letter of the law. I said, but... You know, you tell him we can start have, making, I will start to, to have more sex and make love to you if you we work on our relationship. If you stop being a jerk to me, if you learn how to communicate with me, if you get some help, that's all women really want. They want us to just listen to them and value their opinion. So here we go. Clues one through 25. Number one, does she seem distant? Number two, is she spending more time with single friends? Number three, does she seem uninterested in the marital embrace? Is she still as supportive as she used to be? Is she still as loving as she used to be? Number six, does she go out to clubs and events without you? Does she take longer to answer your texts or phone messages? Has her conversation with you become very short and to the point? Has the bickering increased? Has the arguing increased? Number 11, has she started putting the kids above you? Number 12, has she started putting her friends or siblings above you? Number 13, have you stopped entering the spiritual battle daily by stop praying and going to mass? Number 14, does she seem unusually depressed or unhappy? Do you make love less than once per week? Do you make love less than once per month? Has she lost weight for no apparent reason? 
has she started getting her hair done more often for no apparent reason? Lately, does she dress nicer or more provocative? Number 20, are you beating her home when before she was already home? Number 21, she blames you for everything wrong in your marriage. 22, you can't seem to make her laugh anymore. Number 23, her phone is now hidden and locked. 24, she no longer cares where you've been or keeps tabs on you. And number 25, her hugs and kisses seem shorter with no feeling. So, gentlemen, what is the number 26 clue that your wife just may want a divorce? Drum roll, please. She is keeping secrets and being vague even when you ask her. Oh, oh, it's painful. It's painful. It's so painful. (laughs) She's keeping secrets. That hurts to the core, don't it? If you ever had that one happen, it's like you don't even know her. You're like, who is this woman? But in her defense, she's saying, who is this man? (laughs) You know, one of the great things about being a husband who's aware is you can see, you not only see her side, you have enough awareness to see your side. That is the beauty of me teaching you these things. Because before, you would just think, well, screw her. She's being a you-know-what. I'm sick of dealing with her. She's not trying to help. And she's out there messing around with these crazy women and stuff, not listening to me, not serving me. I'm done. But see... As a husband, since you're responsible anyway, you might as well learn her side of view and really see if her point of view has validity. And I'm here to tell you, in all the years I've been doing marriage coaching, I have never, ever seen a woman that didn't have a good case. Never. She didn't, never seen a woman didn't have a good case. And also, I've never seen a man that didn't have some good points too. You know, see the deal. The thing I tell guys is I know your wife has problems too. I know it. I know it. I see it all the time, but we're not talking about her. We're talking about you. We got to get you right. The Holy Spirit's got to get you right so that you do what? This is the thing guys love when I say it. See, when you get yourself right, because Nobody wants to fix themselves because that's painful, right? It's painful. And so if I got to fix myself, that means if I got to do it for myself or even if I got to do it for God, I really don't want to. So I need a little motivation. So I'm going to tell you, the reason no man likes a wife nagging them, no man likes a wife that brings up something that happened 100 years ago. No man likes a wife that brings up something that happened 40 years ago. Remember that time before we got married and and you you uh was talking to that other girl and you tried to date her and flirt with her and you going, sweetheart, that happened 40 years ago. It doesn't matter. I still haven't gotten over it and it was still painful. 
<laughs> so here is why you fix yourself first. This has never not worked. I'm telling you, it has never not worked. If you fix yourself first, it it takes away all your wife's ammunition. She can't say, she can't say all that stuff anymore because she does she has no more bullets to fire at you. There's no more nagging. And if it is, it's so hollow. You you can say you can you can tell you you tell yourself, man, she is reaching. Remember that time? Yeah, just like the other day, you didn't pick that piece of paper up off the garage floor, and you're going I, in your mind. You're going, I didn't even see the paper on the floor in the garage. She's reaching, she's reaching, and so eventually she has nothing, and eventually you have become the man that she's always wanted, but she's too prideful to see it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so this clue is kind of the sister clue to clue number 23 about her phone being locked, right? Trust means so very much. I, okay, I am going to do what I promised. I have a caller and I, I am going to, I have a caller and I am not going to not answer this because I made the mistake last week of not talking to a caller and they hung up. And I felt so, so bad. So I'm not that far into this segment. We haven't really started talking about the clue. So if you please, guys, forgive me. But this is a call-in show, really. It's really not a content show. It's a call-in show. Callers take priority over everything, even me running my mouth. (laughs) So if you want to talk to me and get real help, know that these clues and the content is important. But you are 10 times more important than what I'm talking about, okay? Because the Holy Spirit has encouraged you to call because you want to make your marriage right. So who am I to put myself and my little content above you? So that being said, I'm going to switch to live caller on my thing so that you can hear the person. And so I'm bringing them on now. Hello. How you- oh, I'm a third time caller, long time listener. Hey, how you doing, Scott? How you doing, Scott? Because I'm I, I'm starting to I'm starting to get smart. <laughs> <laughs> how does my voice? Does my voice? Does my voice sound as bad as it feels? It sounds. It's it's a little chalky, but that's okay. <laughs> Thanks, man. So, how you doing, buddy? So. I'm doing pretty good. Um, <clears throat> I was in a hospital for four days last week. One of the days I was supposed to have mediation with the judge I've been waiting to meet since 1973 to impart some wisdom on um, this case. But it, it's kind of ironic that I'm listening to the case this morning. The biggest problem I've had with my wife since day one is she hides everything about her past. Yep. Yep. And, and my grandfather always taught me no news is good news. But he says, if you ever want to see bad news, all you have to do is look in the newspaper. So I went on to the Louisville Courier Journal and started finding all the history of what she didn't want to tell me. Mm-hmm. And that's the whole reason why she's so fearful of me is because the book of Ephesians calls it out on uh, chapter 5, verse 33, why should fear their husbands. She's fearful. I'm the man God created for her, and she's so afraid of it. 
she does nothing but badmouth me behind my back. And the reason why she has to do that is she's afraid of the love I have to give her. And it all relates to her past. Her father had a checkered history with the law. Um, I found seven criminal um, complaints against him, which he admitted to. But if you go back 100 years to 1920, her grandmother had three different boys by three different men. So 70% of the crimes that are committed in America are committed by um, people raised in broken homes or single parent households. So her dad being born in 1920 to a 17-year-old mother, that was the second of three boys that um, she had. And that's, that's my wife's grandmother. So all the problems go all back 100 years ago to the point where in the 1950s, he was just, as my best friend told me from um, childhood, he's a loser. And it, that's something that's going to really eat at a woman to know that her biological male role model, her father, biological father, is not a good man. And she was trying to shield me from it the entire seven years of being together. Uh-huh. So one of the reasons why the priest married at us is because she had to give reasons to why she would be married to me. Because I had my first marriage annulled because we never consummated the first marriage. The priest said, I want some reasons why you want to marry Scott, because if you don't give them to me, I'm not going to marry you. And she put a nice little list together. And the second one said, marriage is a bond that we both believe in until life ends. The court has rejected that as a piece of evidence towards my divorce case. But now I have her attorney has infringed upon the court's laws so much so he's now looking at five felony charges for what I've been studying the law on. Do you remember I told you there's a reason why he studied the law? Yep. He's now committed five felonious acts, and I've got to present it to the judge on Monday. And she's not going to know how to handle it because she's known him for almost her entire career. So she has a, re she has a responsibility to the community at large to obey the law and follow the code of ethics and the judicial canon 2.15 means she has to turn any judge or any attorney in for violations of the code of ethics. And he's not only done that, he's actually deceived the court so much, it's called criminal deception that becomes a felony when it's over $1,000. Right. So it's one of five charges, and I wouldn't have been able to do this if I didn't put an intense amount of prayer into my life on a daily basis. And guys, sometimes it was an hour and a half a day. I didn't like it, but I had to do it to strip me of my ego. And because to strip me of my ego allows me to see my wife for what she truly is. She's just a woman that's got a broken wing. She's just looking for me to save her from the misery that she's been in virtually since 1970. So she's a little kitten stuck up in the tree. I'm the firefighter. The mediator, which is a retired judge, is the hook and ladder operator to get me up to the tree. And the captain of the firefighting squad is the judge that's over our case. Mm -hmm. And then once I get her down from the tree, it's my job to get it to the veterinarian, so to speak, which is the licensed mental health coordinator to get her the help she needs to start dealing with all her past issues. I've been setting her up since the day before we started um, courting, as we call it. Yeah. Because mm -hmm. I looked at her and I said, all right, she's a divorced woman with two kids. One's living with a guy in sin. The other one's got a kid by a guy out of wedlock. 
and we've got a grandson that has no moral compass. What can I do by walking in our life to make the biggest difference? So the first thing I did is I, I made it about God and she stood me up on our second time going to church together. And I just basically looked at her when she came back the third time. I said, see that woman playing the organ? And she said, yes. I said, see those two kids sitting in the front row? And she goes, yes. I said, you ever stand me up for church again? I'll be asking that woman out and I won't ever talk to you again. <laughs> and she came in the line for seven straight consecutive years. Yeah. It's she's so fearful of what I have to bring to the table. It's what my grandfather taught me. You fiercely go after a woman's heart constantly and you tell him the truth constantly. That's the only two things a woman needs. And he was a man of God. He was a Roman Catholic man that stayed married until he passed away at 49 years into marriage. So he was the strongest man I've ever met. Mm -hmm. And my grandmother was the strongest woman I ever met. And she never worked outside the house, by the way, or drove a car once she got married. But she's still the strongest woman I ever met because she knew how to put her husband in her place. And one of the best things I told my mom about was because my mom struggles with my dad leading the family because I hate to say it, she's an 80-year-old brat basically, and I'm being polite. My grandmother put my grandfather in place after he retired from the local truckers union with son being bred. And he was getting on her nerves one day in the house and she looked at him in front of me and said, Roland, I married you for life, but not for lunch. Get out of my house. It's because she had full control over the house raising four children uh -huh. through World War II. And that's the difference between men of yesteryear and when they were men and men of today. So when people see me, they see me as somebody that's a threat because I scare the living daylights out of them because that's what your job is as a Catholic man is to scare people into submission to God. Mm -hmm. It's right in the book of Ephesians, especially wives. So her daughters are afraid of me. The son-in-laws are now afraid of me, but I did my job. I got them married. That's the most important thing. So <clears throat> let's, let's talk about real quick why your wife is doing well, not why, but what's caused it. Cause why and what's caused it is like two different things. So what's caused it is what we call, well, what father Ripperger calls the curse of Eve. So basically the curse of Eve is when before the fall, Adam and Eve had all these pre-natural predetermined natural gifts. So the gifts, they were stronger, highly intellectual. They were basically like angels, but in human form. And so they were highly intellectual. They, uh, as far as to, they were all on the same page, they were a union with God, you know, him, them, and God were like on the same page. They were loving, they loved each other and blah, blah, blah. After the fall um, and Eve ate the apple and then Adam punked out, what happened is then God basically told Adam that you, you, you listened to your wife about eating this apple and defying me. So now you're really going to listen to her. So for the rest of your life, your wife is going to nag you. She's going to be in your grip. She's going to do all these things that what you're talking about, Scott. So bringing that to the other thing is another thing, the reason your wife is doing what she said, you kind of said it, is what I call inhibitions. So basically women and men can take suffering and pain uh, different. Why? Because men is more, are more logical and women are naturally more emotional. And both of these are perfection. You put those both together and you have a perfect person. 
That's why women are perfect and men are perfect. The problem is when women get hurt and because of the fall, they start to use their emotion and their nurturing in the wrong way. Um, their pride gets in the way, their ego gets in the way. Um, and so inhibitions, what happens is if a woman in her life has been abused, has had sex with more other, other men, other men than her husband, if she was raped, if she had a miscarriage or an abortion, um, if her a, a father died or a parent died or anything like that, all of that comes into becomes baggage for her, an emotional baggage that if she doesn't get rid of it, will cause problems. And so when she married you, Scott, in her mind, and this is not your wife, this is all wives. He is going to take all of this pain away from me. He is going to do this. He's going to really help me. And then you get married, and then the marriage starts to go on south because of the kids, job, career, and money, and things like that. And so then all the baggage comes into the marriage, and your wife can't take it. And so she starts to run or tries to figure out how to get out or become more happy. So a lot of this stuff really isn't your fault, Scott, which you know I say that all the time. A lot of it is, but a lot of it isn't. A lot of it is stuff that happened even before you guys were together. That's why your wife lies to you and stuff. That's why she's deceptive because she can't, like you said, she really can't trust herself to open up to you to 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 make you guys closer as you should be as man and wife. Does that make sense? Yeah, I 100% agree. And the reason why I agree is she's constantly giving me clues, even through the motions to the court, that she doesn't want to be over. She was complaining again that I'm writing her emails, love letters. Well, she can't open up the emails because there's a glitch on the computer end where she can't open up the email. So she was complaining and one of her affidavits said, I can't open up my emails. She already knows it's a love letter. So she's complaining to her lawyer. Lawyer's put in front of the court saying, I've got an exhibit where he's writing her. And the lawyer's the one that said I could write to my wife mm-hmm. by emails. Yep. So... He's actually circumventing the law into his own hands. And the whole reason why she's doing it, in my opinion, is I hate to say it this way. She's a drama queen and she just wants all this attention. She wants to, me to prove to her that I love her like I vowed to do to her when we got married. Yeah. But she doesn't realize I've been doing the end around on her since before we started courting because I already knew where all the issues were. Right. She was divorced. She had two daughters living in sin. She had a grandson that was born out of wedlock. Not to say my life is perfect, but I'm just saying I knew where to attack her is with the Bible. And it scares the living daylights out of her. And plus so all she's of got that, friends in her life. And plus all of that yeah. contributes to what I just said, too, about, like, you know, Satan getting in between you and her. You know what I mean? You know, so... All right. Well, man. I allowed it to happen. Thanks, Jerry. Yeah. All right. Talk to you next week. Thank you. All right. Bye. Bye. All right. All right. All right. I love my callers. I love my callers. We help each other, as you can see. So we'll be right back on this quick, short 15 second break. Uh, uh. All right, all right. So we are going to go ahead and finish the Save My Catholic Marriage Minute content for today. And if anybody calls, I will be on it. I will be on it because I don't want to let you guys down because, like I said, you're the one that's important. This is a call-in show. This is not a content show. It's a call-in show. 
you know, I rant because that's what I do. I'm passionate. That's what I do. But you are more important than me. So if you, ha- I know you people have questions. I know you do, man. I know you got a question you want answered. You can, you ain't got to say your name. Come on, come on in, and and uh, you know, over the next a week, couple of weeks, go ahead and call in, and you know, I'll be gentle. <laughs> so let's go ahead and get started. So again, the number twenty six clue that your wife may want a divorce is she is keeping secrets and being vague even when you ask her. Man, didn't Scott like really like hone in on that? See, that was that's the thing. That is what he's been going through his whole marriage, even before they got married. This is why Scott has a great case. Me and him have, and, I, and me and him have never talked about this. Scott has I'm just sitting here thinking about it. Scott has a great and legitimate case for an annulment. He really does. Um, because why? Because annulments are not Catholic divorce, which a lot of people think. Now, look, the tribunals are confused, but they're men. They're they're not they're not thinking about God. They're not going through Christ what Christ wants. But that's how people are. We're broken, so whatever. Um, but annulments are are basically like you heard me read yesterday um, in Matthew um, about. I think it was chapter nine, verses one through nine, about what Christ really believes about, what really preaches and has decreed about divorce and marriage in the New Testament. If you just read it, there is no way that anybody could rationalize that divorced and getting remarried is lawful under the eyes of God. It's so plain, but that's what people do. When 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 priests or Protestant preachers don't get up in the pulpit and preach about the fruits of death, judgment, heaven, and hell, people start to think, well, I could just drink with it, do what I want. And so here's what a Norman is. Christ said the Pharisees tried to the Pharisees tried to trick Christ like they always trying to do because they, you know, they're kind of silly. But anyway, and selfish. And so Christ was like, look, man, if from the beginning, the only reason that I, like I and Moses allowed you to divorce your wife back in the day in the Old Testament is because of the hardest of your hearts. It's killing them. If I didn't let you uh, divorce your wife, <laughs> you was killing them. You was raping them and beating them up and smacking them around and probably beating up the kids and your family was probably chaotic. I, I'm not trying to have that. So listen, in order, cause, and you gotta remember, man, God has led us through the centuries and the millennium. Why? Remember when we were first made, he had to, he had to destroy the earth once and he promised he would never do it again. So we as people have to evolve over time. And when I say evolve, I don't mean like we're come from monkeys. We don't come from monkeys, okay? And people who are proud about evolution, that we have come from monkeys, that proves to you that sin makes us stupid. (laughs) That is proof, okay? We do not come from monkeys. They would rather, people, those kind of people would rather say, you know, Jerry, we come from monkeys, gorillas, 
And we evolved from that. Other than, you know, we had first parents. There's a being who created us named God, and he wants us to be happy forever. He knows how we work. He loves us more than anything in the world. And he just wants us to be with him for eternity in pure bliss and happiness. And Adam and Eve were our first parents, and they kind of messed up. But, you know, this is why we are where we are. They're in the Garden of Eden. Everything was perfect till they messed it up. Now, you tell me, sitting there as a man, which one would you want to teach to your kids? It's, that's, and and they, go, they go, well, science. What? Well, no, science does not prove that. Science does not prove that. Scripture proves that. So if you, the thing about you got to realize is, if God is real, then the scripture is right and the evolutionists are wrong. Believe it or not, God loves science. He created science. That's not the problem. The problem is people refuse to submit because of Satan and because of their, their selfishness and pride. But if, if God is real, if God is real, which he is, we can go into another show or if anybody has a question on that about the Kalam argument about the proof of God, um, then what will happen? You know, you, we can go back. If God is real, then we did come from Adam and Eve. If God is not real, you're right. We, well, I mean, we did come from monkeys. I don't know. But if we're coming from monkeys, then this all this whole earth means nothing. We hear and then we die and it's over. Anyway, that being said, it's important that we realized that Christ, what he said about marriage is true. That we the only reason he allowed divorce is because men were not, you know, spiritually evolved enough to be able to handle that kind of restriction. But in the New Testament, he comes out and says, in the beginning, that was not meant to be. That was not so. That is not how God arranged it. Right there. The Bible is written for believers. Another thing people don't really realize. The Bible is not meant, it's not meant, the Bible is not really, it's not meant for atheists, non-believers. It's not. It's not written for those. The Bible is written for Catholics. Orthodox for Christians. The Bible is written for believers, and so when an Orthodox, when a um, a, when a uh, a atheist or a non-believer tries to read it, they think it's just a book full of stories, but it's not. It's a book full of prophecies. Okay, and if you read the book, all the prophecies came true. <laughs> so that's it. We and so anomalies are this. Anomalies is this. Anomalies are not candy. They are not Catholic divorce. What it means is that Christ said that your marriage, the only way that you can dissolve a marriage if the marriage was never was, which is what he meant by lawful. So lawful means the marriage never was. It doesn't mean you got married and then things didn't go right so you can get divorced. No. Annulment, unlawful means before the marriage even happened, there was something that was happened in that marriage, I mean, in that courtship, that that tainted the marriage, that made it void in the eyes of God. So let's say the one the one I always use is let's say you're a man and you came home one day and your wife was in the bed in the in the bed with another woman. You know, you go, oh my God, what are you doing? You're in the bed with another woman. You're 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 a lesbian. And then she goes, 
yeah, I am. And he goes, well, you didn't tell me that before. She's like, well, I didn't want to. I didn't feel I had to. You should accept me for who I am now. So that husband right off the bat has a case for an annulment and he will get approved just like that. Why? Because his wife, before they were married, did not tell him that she was a lesbian, which whether you believe homosexuality or same-sex attraction is is okay or not, that's not the point of this. The point is that she was deceptive. She lied. She wasn't upfront. She didn't tell him the truth. Why? To give her husband the choice to decide, do I want to spend the rest of my life with a lesbian? And if he goes, if she has to give him, she has to give him the opportunity to make that decision. And if she does it, that is unlawful in the eyes of God because of the seventh commandment, which is thou should not bear false witness, which means she lied. <laughs> so to bring that back to Scott, he has a great case for an annulment. Why? Because his wife lied about her financial stuff, about all this stuff that he said. He, you know, you talk to him, he'll list 25 things. <laughs> That's just Scott, though. But yeah, he has a great case. And if he talks to priests, they'll tell him, you know, um, the thing about it is annulments take a year or two, sometimes longer, but he would get it. He would get it. So that's kind of that. So now let's talk about, let's finish on because today's case, Save My Catholic Marriage Minute is exactly about the same thing about wives keeping secrets and being vague. You know, this, this kind of, this kind of clue is, is like I said, it's the sister clue to the, to the phone, you know, hiding her phone and stuff. Trust means a lot. And when married couples start to allow mistrust, I got another call, y'all. I'm so sorry. You know what? <laughs> After this call, I'm going to go through this really, really fast. But this is awesome. I got two calls of the day. Oh, thank y'all so much. I really love my, my community. <laughs> <laughs> so if you're tired, and it's only 1046, so we got a lot of time, okay? So I'm going to take this caller uh, because, like I said, that's what's most important. This is a call-in show. This is not a content show. So I'm going to take this person, call, and let's see what they do. Is that? Let me see. Let's see. Talk. Hello? Hello, Jerry? Yes. It's Larry. Larry! <laughs> now, you know, I know this was hard for you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. If I, did I say something wrong? Because you are the Catholic guru. I must have said something in the, uh, that wasn't truthful. No, I, um, just the, the annulment. Um, it's, uh, there's the three questions that you're asked when, whenever uh, uh, you get married. I, they're the, like if you're willing to have children, um, right. Willing to bring God into your life. And I don't remember exactly what the third one is, but those, so if any, anything going into the marriage has gone against those three things, God was never present from the beginning of the marriage. Awesome. Exactly. <laughs> but that's not why I called in. I just, oh. um, I was doing that. I was actually calling cause it's the weekend's coming up. There's probably other husbands out there, you know, either marriage in crisis or have at least recognized that their, their marriage is 
uh, their wives are separating from them. And I was calling to see if you would share one thing this weekend for the, for the husbands that are in this, in this situation, um, to not make it worse. You know, they're going to be spending a lot of time now over the weekend and seeing them more than just going home tonight and seeing what's one thing that they could do, uh, to not make the situation worse, uh, before they call and, and get some help or, you know, join your program. Okay. Um, okay. Um, I, I, I like that. So you're saying like if a husband is in marriage crisis or they're having marriage problems or they're not really happy in their marriage, what is one thing they can do this weekend to, uh, go when they go home and get off work that could help their marriage move forward? Yes, absolutely. Okay. Wow. What can I say? Hmm. I would say the main thing I would do is decide no longer am I going to argue, no longer am I going to bicker, no longer am I going to criticize, and no longer am I going to blame my wife for everything that she's doing wrong and to look at myself. That's number one. And then number two, when you get home, you walk up to your wife and you kiss her for 20 seconds deeply and hug her tightly and look her in the eyes and you tell her that I love you more than anything. And I'm sorry if I've caused you any pain. And I'm going to start today. I'm going to do my best to make you the happiest woman on this earth. That's it. That's a great start. You know why? Because that relieves the man, him, the husband of his pride. Because the main problem men have is pride. It it, it stops them from doing everything that they're supposed to do and it kills their marriage. It kills their relationships with their children and everything. And if they can get their ego out of the way, which means what it means selfishness, no longer am I going to put my wants, my desires and my needs above God and my wife, my marriage and my children. And once you do that and make that decision, your life will change, especially if you're not in marriage crisis. It will change really fast then. It will change so fast. It will change in a day. If, you have, if you're in a mediocre marriage right now or a lackluster marriage or a good marriage and you did what I just said, your marriage will change in one day. If you're in marriage crisis, uh, it's going to take some time. But depending on the level of the pain of your wife, it could take a month. It could take six months. It could take a year. But it will happen. Okay? What do you think, Larry? No, I agree a hundred percent because um before I I joined your program, um that was the one thing as I was always trying to convince my wife that where she was doing wrong and that 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 goes against the Catholic Church and and why you know why her decision was wrong and uh and I I would beg her and it wouldn't didn't help you know and i couldn't figure out why and 
and the problem was is, is just like you you say is it's you know always criticizing and and stuff so this wasn't new for her this was something i'd done throughout our our marriage and and so even even though it was a doing it on something that i thought was was right and even though i probably wasn't wrong in her eyes it was i was doing the same exact thing just to you know it was just a different situation so yeah um and i you know at that there finally finally got to a point where where i didn't know what else to do because where i was begging and it wasn't working and it usually would it worked it always worked before you know and i i didn't beg so i before i um i had just i think i'd read a scripture or or something it was right before lent or was listening to the <clears throat> to a uh, station of the cross or something they talked about fasting and uh although i kind of understood fasting i never done it before so after I after I'd finished begging my wife before the the court hearing, um, or right before the court hearing, actually I was like three days before the court hearing. I fasted for three days. Well, it didn't change the court hearing at all. Like it, it didn't help at all. Nothing. But what it did do is that same exact day of after afterwards is uh, when I found uh, your program mm-hmm. and. Uh, and decided to uh, to join your program. So fasting. So that's just you know how God works. Is you know we ask for consolation, and not that God won't give us consolation. It's just he he doesn't give us the consolation we want. So he's going to give us the consolation we need. Yeah. Um, and that goes into to that he did his part. Now we have to do our part. Amen. So, because that's what happens, right? It's like, this is why you hear, not you, but every when I talk, I say, from the time I started this blog, CatholicAlpha.com, I have been preaching this, and I, I will call it preaching, because sometimes, man, that's the only way people going to hear you, is that a man has to fix himself first if he expects his wife and his children to follow him. It will not work any other way. Why? Because naturally, in the natural law, that is how the the natural order is, which is what? God, husband, wife, children. And so the reason in that order is like that is because the man has a broader job to do. The wife, her job is to nurture the children and nurture him. And so she doesn't have time to go out and having three or four jobs and two jobs and and all that kind of stuff and having a career and then working part time and doing, you know, trying to do the man's job, too, and then clean the house and then wash the kids. She ain't got time for that. Why? Because the kids will suffer. Her house will suffer. Her husband will suffer. And if you look at women today, women are miserable, Larry. Women are miserable. They drunk the Kool-Aid and they are miserable. Because they're doing too much. Because men don't stand up. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, and it seems like seems like it's raining Kool Aid because <laughs> everywhere around me, you know, I know it. The same situation. I know. You I know. know. I know. Well, I'm gonna let you go, man. I promised I wouldn't spend that long, but I, I ain't calls are more important. Thank you so much for calling, Larry. Okay. 
All right. Have a good day. Good weekend, Jay. You too, brother. Thank you. Bye. Bye-bye. And so, here we go. Uh, Let's talk about your Catholic marriage problems. Weekdays, 10 a.m. Eastern. Live streamed on the Catholic Alpha Radical Facebook page and CatholicAlpha.com. All right. And to go back, right back into the Save My Catholic Marriage Minute, um, we are going to really try to understand why our wives are keeping secrets. And you heard two great callers that really enhanced what we are trying to do, you know? So, um, again, when a married couple starts to allow mistrust to enter into their marriage, all hell breaks loose, right? For this reason, it is so very important to be an open book for your beloved, which I've talked about before. You as the man have to get used to talking to your wife about things that are on her mind, that I'm sorry, that are on your mind. You have to, you cannot be an introvert when it comes to your beloved because she will start to think that you don't want to be around her. I want to talk to her. I want to engage with her. Okay. So um, that is why you have to be an open book. That way it's hard for Satan to interject himself into the relationship throughout through mistrust. Mistrust can grow like a cancer. It really can, man. Also, a great companion to mistrust is what? Selfishness. Our wives become selfish. We become selfish, which means we only consider our wants, desires, and needs. Selfishness, ego, and pride will murder your marriage faster than anything. Okay? Also, wives need validation for their husband's love daily. Wives need validation of your love for them daily. And when they don't get it, they start to wonder if his feelings for her are fading or are they even genuine? As a husband, being able to spot this through observation is very important. I need you gentlemen, starting now, today, to get your Catholic, Orthodox, Christian Husband radar up and aware of what the heck is going on with your marriage and with your family and your kids. <laughs> no longer can you sit back as a man and keep allowing the demonic to cause havoc in your life. Okay, get your radar up. Pay attention. Okay. Now, um, um, as a husband, being able to spot this through observation is very important. The big clue here is her nagging you. When your wife begins nagging you, this is the first phase of the wife's exit strategy, which means what will happen is she will nag you. That's your first clue you got serious marriage problems if you just listen and look and, 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 and take it to heart. The second thing is she'll move out, she'll move out, move to another bedroom ask you to leave um, or um, or find another man. The third thing is she will formally ask you for a separation or divorce. Then she will pursue the divorce. Then she'll get the divorce. Then she will ask for an annulment and then she will get the annulment. Okay? That's the wife's exit strategy. That's your future. I just saved you a lot of money if you handle it. <laughs> okay? And so that your marriage problems, when your wife starts nagging you, this means that your marriage problems are real and genuine, immediate and require immediate attention. If your wife is nagging you, you have serious marriage problems. 
and they require immediate attention, okay? The way to combat nagging is this. It is basically stop neglecting her and giving her more attention and placing her as priority number one in your life, which is what your wife signed up for. Your wife did not sign up to go and work 18, 12 hours a day to work two jobs, to, to have all these kids, to have bad sex, to take out the trash, to, uh, to uh, wash dishes, to you know go see your friends all the time while you go out and do whatever you want to do. Your wife didn't sign up for that. Your wife signed up for what? Your love. Plain and simple. You thought she was being selfish. No, she's not. She's just trying to be happy. She's making you keep your dang promise. And your promise was when we got married, I was going to take all this away from you. I was going to make you number one priority in my life. I was going to love you above everything except God. I was going to make you, uh, I was going to court you daily and make you feel special every day. That's the promise you made. That's the promise you made. You know you made it. Don't be sitting here lying and say you didn't. Then you got married. You saw, oh, this is kind of hard. And then you start what? You start pulling back. So guess what your wife did? She started pulling back too. Okay? Remember, women do what you do. Kids do what you do. Get over it. Okay? Now, now you got to put your marriage at top priority. Remember, God, wife, marriage, kids. Okay? And usually by the time a husband realizes that his wife is keeping secrets, things like an emotional affair, physical affair, secret outings and trips with divorced and single women have already started occurring. You see, divorced women always stick their nose into married women's business. That's right. I said it. Divorced women are always sticking their nose into married women's business. <laughs> they are. And it gets on my nerves. <laughs> it gets on my nerves. You know, uh, why? You know, they are damaged and don't realize it. Divorced women are damaged and don't even realize it. Um, uh, and, and unknowingly, they give advice to a wife that can and usually does cause unrest in a family and marriage. You see, divorced women don't mean to be cruel or uncaring or give bad advice. But misery loves company. Satan never stops, does he? Satan never stops. It all starts out innocently enough, right? The wife is having problems at home and confides in the divorced woman. Then they become friends. And then the divorced woman cascades all of her so-called wisdom on your beloved. I see it all the time. All the time. I see it all the time. Guys come to me. Yeah, man, she hanging out with so-and-so. She going on these uh, 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 Housewives of Atlanta <laughs> trips, all these Housewives of L.A. trips and all that kind of st silly stuff, trying to be something they ain't. You know what I'm saying? I see it all the time. Men come to me. And listen, believe it or not, guys, I don't blame y'all for everything. I just know in order to get this right, you got to fix you. That's a given. That's the foundation. Get over it. That's that's your life, you know. But I do realize that your wife is doing some crazy stuff. I ain't stupid, you know. But I, I, have, I have realized that sitting there blaming her and trying to get on her and criticize her and say she's a drunk and say she's going out with her friends and it's bad, blah, blah, blah. That is not going to bring y'all closer. That's not going to repair your marriage. See, you got to ask yourself, do I want to be right or do I want my wife back? <laughs> That's what you got to ask yourself for real. That's really what you got to do. Okay. Next, 
Um, and then, like I said, the divorced woman, she cascades all her so-called uh, marriage advice and wisdom on your beloved wife who has no clue what is really going on. For this reason, a husband, as a husband, you must be on your game and your radar must always be in a research and rescue mode. Always you got to be in research and rescue mode. If not, single and divorced women will corrupt your wife. And then the secrets begin. You even ask her about what is going on, and she is very vague and uncooperative. Sometimes I've had guys come to me and say, she don't even try to have her stuff. She tell me right up straight up front. If your wife is that bold, that means she is seriously hurt, and she's trying to get you to get it together. See, most guys think she's doing that because she's trying to, you know, because she's being sinful, and she's just after trying to have pleasure. No, your wife wants you to get it together. That's why she puts her fear in your face. That's why she's like, I'm going out with Jane, whether you want me to or not. That's why I'm going to spend the night over my friend's house or at my new man's house. She's doing that, putting it in your face because she's trying to get you to listen and to change and to make her life better. Believe it or not, that's what's going on, okay? Um, sometimes, um, because your wife sees nothing wrong with it about going out with her friends, if you look at good and great marriages, the wives and husbands very rarely hang out or spend time with single people. They mainly spend time with other married couples. Why? To build friendships and because other married couples are, for the most part, trying to do what they are trying to do. Right? You hang out with people who are trying to do what you're trying to do or doing more or doing what you're trying to do. Like when I when I first became Catholic, me and my wife, we were at this one Catholic church. Now look, man, I started. I had me and my wife had had our boys. They were young. They were six, seven, eight, nine, ten years old and stuff. And the church I was at wasn't no kids. Wasn't no kids. It's a Catholic church and no kids running around. Okay, there's no kids. There's no confession. Uh, you got to you got you got to actually schedule confession. You know, um, basically, people really wasn't really going by God. It wasn't a holy place. It really wasn't. You know, they tried, but everybody was basically Baptist up in the Catholic Church. And so, basically, what that meant was they weren't, you know, they weren't trying to have kids. They're, uh, you know, if, if the, the saying is, if a if a, if a parish ain't crying, it's dying. If your church, if you in a church and that church ain't no kids around, you need to get out of there. Even if you're an old person, because the, the reason for church and God and Christ, all of this is to send souls back to God. And if you're in a church and they know kids there, especially if you got if you have children and they're young, when I mean young, I mean 17 and below, you need to get out of there and go to a church that is trying to do with the parents and the priests. And the and the and and everybody in the and the mission of the church is to try to do what God wants you to do, and you know that's happening because there's kids running around, and they ain't per gonna be perfect, but they at least got kids running around, and kids are crying, and kids are you know it's it's it's, it's an exciting place to be. Kids make things exciting. That makes the parents on their game. That makes the old people and the grandparents get on their game. This is what you want in a parish. You know, and it's to me, that's why you heard me say the other day, real Catholics take their kids everywhere because they realize this is life. Right. So that's why 
married couples spend time with married couples. Um, having a good marriage, raise their kids to collaborate with God. That is what we're trying to do as a married family. Have a good marriage, raise, raise our kids well, and collaborate with God. People who are not married are not bad people. They're not. They just have different goals and priorities in life. It's called state and life. A single person's state and life is different than a married person's state and life. And so they have different goals, what they're trying to accomplish. It's not bad. It's just different. And so in order to, to get your kids or your marriage and your family right, you've got to, to, to make a decision to be around people who are trying to do what you're trying to do. And that's just the truth. Okay. Now, uh, again, the way to stop mistrust and secrets is to nip them in the bud early by having a habit of you and your wife being open and honest with each other on a daily basis. Hear what I said. I'm going to say it one more time. You and your wife must be open and honest with each other on a daily basis. Going on date night, having bonding conversations each and every night. No marriage killers of arguing, bickering, criticizing, blaming each other, sharing and collaboration on projects and coming decisions together on God, your marriage and your children. This assures your wife that you value her input and opinion. And if you think about it, if you are in marriage crisis and you think back You will see what I'm saying is true, that you didn't value your wife's opinion, but if you didn't listen to her. If you did, it doesn't matter. You made her believe that her opinion didn't matter. You made her believe that you weren't listening to her. Because I talk to me all the time. Man, I love her. I did listen to her. I did value her opinion. And I say, man, it don't matter what you think. It don't matter what I think. It matters what your wife thinks. And your wife thinks you didn't. Just if the, just like if it was flipped and I was talking to his wife and she said the same thing. I say, sweetheart, it don't matter what you think. It don't matter what I think. It matters what your husband thinks. It's the truth. Okay? So, now, this assures that your wife, uh, that this assures that you, you know, your wife believes you value her opinion. This keeps your marriage and relationship strong, but more important, but more important, um, uh, it makes it very hard for anything or anyone to rupture that relationship. Okay? It really does because you are each other's best friend. Bam. If you're getting value from this podcast and would like more personal marriage help, visit SaveMyCatholicMarriage.com for an opportunity to work with me personally for free. Yes, within 30 days, learn how to become a better husband that attracts your wife back to you. Visit SaveMyCatholicMarriage.com and get a plan tailored specific to your marriage and situation. I've helped hundreds of men in their marriages. Allow me the chance to help you using my personal and gained experience. Visit SaveMyCatholicMarriage.com for superior coaching for your marriage. Again, SaveMyCatholicMarriage.com. That's SaveMyCatholicMarriage.com to become the man God created you to be and the husband your wife needs. Lastly, I always get the question, why don't you help women? And I always answer them, I do. So, 
For all of you beloved wives out there that want to reignite that feeling of emotional closeness and complete love from your hubby, consider marriage coaching and visit SaveMyCatholicMarriage.com for an improved marriage within 30 days. All right, all right, all right. And in conclusion, we're in conclusion, finally. It looks like my voice held up. It even got a little bit better. <laughs> I really want to thank you, man, for showing up today. And if you're ladies out there, for showing up too. I know 10 o'clock in the morning is not the easiest time to show up. I'd probably get a lot more listeners if I did at 7 or 8 o'clock at night or even 6 o'clock. But, you know, at that time, I'm helping other men, and I, I, I don't know. I didn't. I didn't have any other time, and that you know that helping them comes first. Um, you know, and and I gotta you know let you know we always talk about priorities, man. Priorities, you know. Um, so at that time of night, I'm usually talking to somebody, or I got a group session or something like that, and you know, and so that's kind of where I am. But it is what it is. You got ten o'clock. That's your time. If you want to be here, that's great. If you can't, that's great. There's always the replay. I send that out, that email out every day. Um, that way, you guys can always listen. Um, if you missed the show, you can always listen, always share it, and 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 try to help other people. That's what we're trying to do. We're not just trying to help you. We're trying to help your your parents, your grandparents, your friends, your sisters, your brothers, your church members. Believe it or not, man, the stuff that I talk about is really universal. But I come from a Christian point of view because I'm not stupid. I realize what helps us. God is here. And if it's not, if think, here's a question I ask all the time. The only reason to be good is because of God, right? Think about what I just said. The only reason to be good is because there's a God. If there was no God or if there is no God, there's no reason to be a good person. There's no reason to do the stuff that we're talking about. There's no reason to not be selfish. There's no reason to not go and have a sex with another woman. There's no reason to not to lie. There's no reason not to there's no reason to um to go to church. There's no reason to not rape somebody. There's no reason not to steal from somebody. There's no reason. Why? Because you just die and it's over. You go into oblivion. This is what I, as a man, what I started thinking about to get me to start this freaking blog, because <laughs> I had to start answering these questions, man. And so I put them to you so that you know that what I'm asking you to do is the, it, it, what I'm asking you to do, man, is for is for a reason. It is a purpose. It's a payoff. It really is. It's it, it, if there is a God, everything I'm asking you to do will pay off for you, you know, when you get in front of him and get judged at the particular vision, at the particular um, judgment. Okay. Really? If there's no God, then what are we, what are we, what are we doing? Really? If there's no God is, do you really want to keep working for the rest of your life? Just go be a homeless person. Just go do what it's go out and steal the money you need. Why even try to go work for it? Because of the natural law. God is in our hearts, right? The Ten Commandments is the natural law. That's why when you kill some, if somebody kills somebody, they feel it. If somebody steals from somebody, they feel it. If somebody has sex outside of marriage for the very first time, 
the very first thing about it, when you were a virgin and you, even if you're a woman or a man and you had sex and you were going to have sex with a person you weren't married to, all these alarms were going off in your head, weren't they? All of, I mean, my, me and my wife argued about that for years. Oh, <laughs> uh, that ain't true. The Holy Spirit went talking to me. I, you know, it was me. I did it. Nobody. She. She. Her. Her. Her argument was. Her argument was that nobody taught her that sex outside of marriage was wrong. So that's why when she was great, have sex outside of marriage, it 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 didn't it didn't bother her or whatever. That was you know, and I said no, no. The reason you felt all those alarms go off in your head and in your soul is because that was your that was the Holy Spirit, that was your guardian angel trying to tell you no, 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 don't do it, don't do it. If you talk to anybody that if you ever listen to like listen to these murder shows, right? These serial killer shows. They first thing that all, every serial killer says at the at every to a T is they say, "Well, the first time I did it, I felt really bad. The first time I did it, the second time I did it, I felt really bad. But after that, I you know it didn't matter after that. Why? Because sin makes us stupid." <laughs> It does, it does, it does, y'all. It does, it does, it does. Let's get out of here. Let's get out of here. <laughs> so, so as we always do, we end with a quote from Pope Benedict XVI. And I say, quote, society offers you comfort, but you weren't made for comfort. You were made for greatness. Now go forth, Christian soldier. The spiritual fight is upon you. Fast, pray, and prepare for battle. Thank you for listening in today. If what you heard helped you in any way and you would like more personal attention, visit SaveMyCatholicMarriage.com for superior marriage coaching. And remember to join the Catholic Alpha Radical Live podcast as a caller or listener every Monday through Friday, 10 a.m. Eastern. To join as a caller, dial area code 313 Radical. To join as a listener or view the live stream, visit the Catholic Alpha Radical Live Facebook page or visit CatholicAlpha.com for Catholic marriage help that actually works. Bang.